This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about money, but probably not in the way that you would imagine. Stay tuned to find out. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Oroville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating or a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversation about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max, and as always, I'm joined by Stephen Vicky Orsillo. Here we are. Senior pastors of the Father's House Church That's in right. Oroville, California. I love my and church. And it is finally, I mean, it's the middle of October, but it's finally not a thousand degrees outside every it's day. It's cold, actually. We're wearing sweatshirts. It's no 80, 85. Yeah. Sadly, Co- the pool weather is, is done. We're sad. Our my beautiful done. pool lays dormant. <laughs> If people came here from someplace else, <laughs> they would use your pool. They would go swimming. But everybody gets used to yeah. a, a 110 degrees during the summer, and they call that pool weather. That's right. I think, like, mid-80s is still pool weather. I think it'd be cold know. if you're in the pool today. Yeah. Today, Even yes. Even with your, all your um, sweaters you wear. Yeah, I do have a sweater that <laughs> sort of goes everywhere with me. But the, we're not talking about once shaved, always shaved. Once like shaved, always shaved. we did shaved. last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, you guys are bad. <laughs> so it's it's fall, and uh, we're even past Canadian Thanksgiving, which was last week. But we still have a ways to go till real Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Real Thanksgiving? Real Canadian Thanksgiving. isn't real? No, they don't really. That's not sad. really real. Your they just take one day off You Canadians aren't that and, thankful. Oh my, they, gosh, they, my family up he there, just they. said you're not real. They've seen a little bit of, of American Thanksgiving, real Thanksgiving. Do they like it? They like it a little bit more. Oh, that's you awesome. get more days off. You can trample people at a mall. Oh, that's true. You can watch some football. <laughs> There's probably more trampling at the mall than in football these days because yeah. they don't know to tackle anymore. But Canadians are just as thankful as Americans, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he said yeah. that with a squeak in his voice. His family, his, yeah. his wife's family yeah, is I love probably... My, I love my Canadian family. There you go. We, uh, the truth is we've got a lot of listeners in Canada. Yeah, Thank so you. you better not squeak your voice when you say that. I love Canada. I think they're just as thankful. I think you guys are awesome. We love yeah. you. No matter sorry, what Max, Max says yep. about you, I think you're awesome. Good. Just okay. your your poutine especially is a little Marwina weird, but, but everything else is really awesome, and I especially love Marwinans. And we like maple syrup. Yeah, we've got actually listeners coast to coast in Canada. I, wow. Did you know that a place called Prince Edward Island was actually – a province, yes. not a state, but a yes, province. Yes, we knew that. Oh, of okay. course. Carly Platt. Oh, yeah, our friend Carly. <laughs> That's her. And shout out and to Sabrina and Sam Haney, too, today. Could they... They are new Where listeners. Are they from? They're from, I believe they're um, Marissa Woodard's and, uh, parents, and they live, I think, in Vacaville, Sacramento, Fairfield. Okay. <laughs> Woodland. So not as far away as Prince <laughs> I thought it was Edward, Edward Island. Uh, PEI. You know? We're that's, also that's on uh, we're on AM FM twenty four seven, which means people all across the country are listening to us. Welcome on radio stations and online. So we've got we've got that going on. We've also got people as far as well. We've had Pakistan, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Pastor Christopher from Pakistan. That's Love you right. Guys. And Love his you wife guys. Ruth. Ruth. Okay. Very yeah. special group, group of people there in Pakistan in Abbottabad. Oh, you do it so well. Abbottabad. Abbottabad. Yeah. Cool. So we are a worldwide podcast. It's oh, that's right. amazing. I feel so good. So uh, anything new for you guys? 
Well, we just came back from uh, Yellowstone, and it yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We really? went back. That's where we honeymooned. And no so uh, 41 years later, we decided to, to make a trek back to the Tetons and Yellowstone. Nobody was swimming in Yellowstone, <laughs> no matter what country they were from. 41 degrees I in had, the daytime. Uh, I had the – so when we were moving from Winnipeg, Canada, down here, we took a trip, and we decided we were going to camp our way here. And that was a fun idea. We thought – we thought, yeah, in theory, and so the first few nights were really nice and warm, and then we got to, I think it was Cody, Wyoming, uh, one of the entrances to Yellowstone, and we're like, what's wh- what's going on here? Our windows are fogging up. We realized it was like 39 degrees, and we hadn't even gotten to the park yet, oh, and we were supposed to be camping with two toddlers, you know, under three, no. and so <laughs> we ended up staying touch. staying in a, a motel, a motel <laughs> yeah. and driving through Yellowstone the next day. We're excited. We're um, excited. That was exciting. It was exciting to see it again, wasn't it, honey? Yeah. I remember on our honeymoon, he said, "You will see so many bears so in many Yellowstone." Bears, yeah. I was so scared to get out to even go to the garbage can because I thought, you know, Yogi's going to get us. And right. how many bears did we see? We saw exactly zero. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it was so shocking when I'd gone as a kid that we saw like we our family counted bears. It was in the forties, I think, and we named them. We had names for bears because oh you could tell them apart, and they were everywhere. They were constantly around us, and we named bears. And, uh, and then so I told her, any? "Oh, you can't." You, what happened was uh, we when we <laughs> the bear minimum in between yeah. my kid childhood and our honeymoon. They move the garbage dump way far away, and they okay. don't let anybody leave garbage out, and they really yeah. police feeding the bears. So we should have hiked So the bears the left. The bears left. Yeah. Bye-bye, bears. Bye-bye, bears. Okay. How we about, used to have, How about them bears? Da bears? Da bears. Yeah, da bears. We used to have bears at, at uh, the camp that we used to work at, and, uh, yeah, kids loved them, but it got really scary when the bears would come in because – you're never sure what uh, what the bear's going to carry off with them, one of the yeah. smaller campers or <laughs> yeah. something smaller like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got still got everybody checking in on all the cabins. Yeah, like, well, I think somebody went to the bathroom. Yeah, like, oh, no, <laughs> they're gone. <laughs> so anyway, this week, as I mentioned in our opening, we're going to talk about a topic that is pretty common, but we're going to tackle it from a really uncommon place. So the, the topic of money it's something that Jesus spent a lot of time talking about in the New Testament. A lot of his words mention money. Um, and, and how we handle money, it can say a lot about how much we trust God and how much we love others and kind of where our focus is, whether it's on is. here and now or, or on eternity. And, um, and something I've learned from you guys is that how, how we approach money can actually be a way to build our faith. Yeah. So... Um, you, I guess in Christianity, you tend to hear more about money on on the uh, do you have enough saved up? Are you going to be able to retire mm-hmm. right? Do you have insurance for this, that, and the other thing? And I don't get the sense that that's really the way Jesus talked about money when I read his words. Oh, no. So no. What, did, what was Jesus' focus on money about? Well, what you're talking about is today's message of trusting in money. Mm-hmm. And Jesus' message was 100% not to trust in money, but to trust in God. Therefore, if you have any, give to one who doesn't, and then both of you have some. And uh, I, I think that give and you shall receive, or trust God and you shall receive. With your faith, you'll see that God will take care of you. 
How, who amongst you would not give good things to his, his son who asked him for him? You know, like a, if he asked for a, a fish, would not would give him a, a scorpion mm-hmm. or ask for bread, who would give him a rock? And he's just saying, God will take care of you. He knows the hairs on your head. He knows the sparrows in the sky. He knows the number of days in your life. And so he knows what you face. And so if you try to store up money to make sure and take care of yourself, he will let you. Now you take care of your own self. Mm. But if you use your money for his kingdom and you do what Jesus said in that incredible promise, it's an incredible testing place that you give and you shall receive, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now it's talking about it's talking about forgiveness and lack of judgment there. Uh, the mercy you use, the measure you use, and those things. But it works in everything. Hmm. And so in a Christianity today that works, a person gives. And I have found what I teach people to do because money is such a loud voice, and the church as a whole has taught them so many principles about saving their money to make sure they can take care of their tomorrows, getting their education so they can make sure their tomorrows are taken care of by a better job to get education, you know, uh, insurance in case something bad happens. And I believe that Christianity with Paul, Peter, James, every one of them, including the words of Jesus, is Christianity is faith. And what's the most important issue of faith? Is it really whether I get healed or not? Or is it whether I trust God to take care of me, cover me, you know, see me through, provide for me? And I think that money is by far the most powerful source in the world to destroy our faith. We pile it up in warehouses. We save it up in banks. We, we accumulate, and there is no such thing as being too rich. Nobody ever had enough. Right. Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you find the rare, but I don't know of anyone that's ever had enough. And what it does, you, you clearly just trust in your money. We exalt money. We, we worship people who make a lot. Mm-hmm. We, we befriend them, do good things for them, expect them to be smart. Like some rich man can tell us we all ought to go jump off a, a bridge. You know, that'll, that'll make us happy. We all go do it because a rich man told us. Mm-hmm. In fact, there are commercials that say that they always start with, I have made $100 million in real estate. You should listen to me. And we all listen to him because he made $100 million in real estate. You know, and there's been thousands of those programs, you know, of, uh, of make the money, it'll take care of you. You'll be okay. When Jesus is really saying the opposite, and we believe, the way we teach is that in this reason we put offerings before you is to challenge you to put yourself in a position of trusting in God. If you need $100 to get through the week, make sure you leave the church with only 99 and in my case, I'd rather leave the church with zero because 100 is a small number. Mm-hmm. I've been as high as 50. I needed $15,000 tomorrow. And I have no worries. And, and shockingly, I got the $15,000 tomorrow. And it's, it's, it's amazing to watch when you start with the little stuff. It's not easy to have that kind of faith where my wife even asked me, aren't you nervous? I said, no, I'm really not. I'm kind of excited to see how he's going to solve it. Yeah. And, uh, because I know I give every time I'm asked to give. I give every time I'm challenged. Every time it's an opportunity in front of me, I give. And so I know my faith is strong. And when I've come up to a deadline, uh, 
he takes care of me. Now, that's coming from a man. I have had my business completely. When the economy crashed in the world, I fell. I mean, my whole, my whole world crashed. I lost everything. We lost everything. And we made it through because we are people of faith. Now, that sounds like he didn't take care of us. But you'd be shocked how much peace we went through that. We had our breakdown, you know, mm -hmm. but then we had peace. We walked out of court and just said, I can't believe it feels like a walk on water miracle. What's going on with us? And we had such peace and goodness and never did we miss a miss a, a meal. We we just were taken care of through the whole thing. He took care of us. But that's because a lifetime of giving. Now, if I have time, I'll share a story. I was praying. Please do, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'd been preaching my whole life, you cannot outgive God. I honestly was deceived into thinking that meant money, hmm. that you give money in these levels. And Vicki and I gave Levels. as close as we could to 100%. We try, I tried. I tried to pour out more money than I made. I tried to get ahead. Of, I wanted to give. And so I tried to give as much as I could, you know, never robbing from the company, but just my own income, just give as mm -hmm. much as I could. So I didn't dream anything like this would ever happen to me because God took care of me at every turn. Well, when I crashed, I was, I was sitting there just shocked and dismayed. Lord, I thought you would never betray me. I thought you would never let me down. I thought I could never outgive you. And that was the pinpoint of my most wonderful conversation with God in my life. It was long, and it was question and answers. It was back and forth, and it was such a tremendous conversation. He said, Steve, how much money have you made in the last 10 years? And that was strange, because I'm saying, I, I thought you wouldn't betray me. How, or I thought you wouldn't uh, let me fall. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought I could now give you. And here I sit, you're not being faithful. And he says, how much money have you made in your life? And a number came to my mind. I said, whoa, that's about right. I didn't, it just came to my mind. Yeah. And he said, and how much have you given? I said, I don't know. And I thought for a minute. And that same number came back to my mind. And I said, I think that's right too. Mm -hmm. Started adding up the years, the 10 years started, I started seeing the, the charitable contribution slip, you know. And I said, oh, times 10, you know, that's probably true. Then I said, how can I have done that? How can I have given as much as I received? And then he asked me another question. He said, Steve, have you, ever, have you known a thousand people who tithed? I said, you know, I think I have known a thousand people that tithed. He said, has even one of them said I was unfaithful? Wow. Hmm. I said, not one of the ones that tithed, no. No. And I was close to saying it right there. See, I yeah. was trying to say it. He yeah. says, has even one of them said I was unfaithful? I said, no, but I was starting to get really teary-eyed. I was starting to break down. I was getting, I was just so confused. And I was just, I had lost everything. I mean, I had built, I had built an empire for 30 years at that time, 35 years at that time. And I had, you know, so many houses. Humans don't, most people, hardly anyone ever owns that many houses. Yeah. Because you're a contractor. Yeah, you'd build, I you'd build them. I, I build four and keep one, build who, five, who, keep two, you know, that kind of yeah. thing. And, and um, just, it was just a lucrative. We just, we just had phenomenal, blessed success. Whatever we put our hand to worked, and then the worldwide economy crashed. Mm -hmm. And it just was, the banks just, we didn't even fail. The banks just, 
had a called the notes. they called the notes and they just had it's like they were passionate to take things yeah because you know too long yeah. a story to Whatever. tell and so i said yes lord i think i do know a thousand people that have tithed and i don't know one has ever said you were unfaithful he said if i've been faithful to a thousand people that tithe that you know don't you think i'd be faithful to someone who gave all they can and I just started to cry. The Lord himself was telling me, I will be faithful to you. Now, the next, I wish I could tell you, the next morning I woke up, someone handed me a bag full of money, and we went on our way and took off, but it wasn't the journey. The journey was a hundred more hard moments of people I owed money to that I had to sell tools and mm -hmm. liquidate things to get them paid, and there was a there was hundred more hard days ahead of me. The, the, the foreclosure of our house because by then we were failing on the notes because our income went away and all of our assets were gone mm -hmm. and we were being cheated by people everywhere we turned but I still had in my heart this he will be faithful to us and we we can sit here now 12 years later but we could sit there 60 days later 100 days later whatever it was you know a month quite a few months later we could just we could just sit there and tell you how incredible blessed we were it just every time we turned he would meet our needs miraculous things too many stories to tell at this oh, table so many. but miraculous things from that day forward i did not shake my fist at him i only asked one question i said lord but i thought i followed you i thought i was doing each mm -hmm. thing i mean there's so many people can criticize me for giving away so much my mother was mad at me for giving away so much. Yeah. Don't you wish you'd have kept it now? I'm like, Lord, I, I, people think I did wrong giving. And I thought I followed you into this or buying so much. I mean, I bought, I kept and bought. And, mm -hmm. um, I thought I followed you here. And here I am bankrupt. Here I am upside down, backwards. Lose, lost everything except my own house and some other things. But he said... The most amazing thing he said, you did. <laughs> and that was it. You did. You did follow me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sitting there in sackcloth and ashes just what? with this seed of joy in my heart. Like all I needed to know was that I did not, I did not walk away from you. I didn't mm -hmm. cause this. All of the mess. I, I hurt my wife. I, I, I took away, you know, the, the kingdom. I, I lost what, what me and her built and I lost it all on my own. She had no role in it. And I, all I needed to know was him saying, you did follow me into it. Mm -hmm. So you did lead me here? Yes. And I was just, I, I, that, I mean, I, I was blown up with joy. I was overwhelmed with a satisfaction of, oh, well, if this is the road, if this is your road, then I'm happy to be on it. Mm. We walked out of that court going, what a road it is. We could not believe, and the, and the stories kept going, the blessing upon blessing upon blessing that hit our lives. I no longer had a pickup truck. I was thinking of letting my contractor's license go. I was, I was, I had no income forever, and my bills got paid, and uh, it's just too many stories to tell, but uh, just a phenomenal trek 
through life's journey of following the Lord, where you go up financially, down financially, what Paul said, I have been rich and I have been poor, and it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Right. Vicki and I have been so poor. I have worked for peanuts to feed my children, but I've always worked. I've even worked for free. I've never been paid at the Father's house to pastor this church mm-hmm. because I know the value of giving. I know the value of faith in the Lord and trusting the Lord. And you couldn't come and do what I do today from a baby place. No. You, it, it's a journey. And that's why we challenge everyone to give a dollar more than they can that's possibly right. afford. Mm-hmm. And don't fudge on that. Make sure yeah. of it. I got a $75 bill tomorrow. Well, then don't walk out of church with $75. Walk out with 74 and see what happens. I'm giving to you, Lord. I'm seeding faith into you, Lord, into your church, into your kingdom. And just that's really, and and I'm telling you, man, people still walk up to me with business cards. They want to teach me how to buy insurance. and, And in the church, they're constantly selling a product, a financial product. And I'm like, well, man, I got one so much better than you've got. It's called give. Give sacrificially and watch what God can do. And it's amazing what's happened in our life. And I think, um, you know, what we're seeing is in the Christian churches is that um, the marriage, again, between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and the New, New Covenant, Old Testament, New Testament, is that that's where, in my opinion, and, you know, I don't want to use the word contradicts, but there is, in the Old Covenant, it tells you that you're a fool if you don't store. You're, you know, a, a wise man saves up for his children. Leaves a fool does this, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, and so it, then you read Jesus, and he says, he says, why do you store your, all your money in, in, um, in barns where rust and moth can eat it yeah. why don't you give it all away basically he says someone asked for your you know your shirt you give him your jacket so we are christians and we should we should really understand the new covenant of giving of money and it's like you need to not go back and forth in the new covenant and old covenant steve and i live in in the new testament we love the whole bible but it's it's this is how we should live that we yeah. give, we give, we give our life away. We give our time away. We give our money away, and uh, all you know, all these things shall be added unto you. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And in the forty-one years we've been married, we we have started. Um, I mean, we were so far down the road in this. Where when I first started, when I when the Lord would pay a hundred-dollar bill, I was like, you know, shocked. You know, and then now it's it's like it's like we have so like I said, so many uh, examples where. There's just no way unless Jesus mm-hmm. comes through. I like yeah. your, our house was on the auction block. You know, we had one day, you know, for for it to be foreclosed. Our our, our acreage was on the auction block, and within two days, Lord just day just of. yeah, the day of on the acreage it was yeah, the day of day of, and it's like so now now we're able to because of because we've given our way and given our way out of many situations financially. When we couldn't, when we were ready to lose everything, we we just gave forgiveness uh, mm-hmm. to all the people who owed us money, and the, it's just it's just it's just shocking. But it's my desire is to have everything on the table, and you know, give it. You know, I I remember the first time this was really um, clear to me is I was in I was on um, with YWAM during the Olympics in '92, and I. And I didn't have a lot of money. There was no ATMs, and I had this. Steve gave me this much money for the week, and I was on ministry mission trip. And I, I remember having, 
you know, I always know how much money's in my wallet. Mm -hmm. You know, I never surprise it what's in there. But I remember the, the, the we were in a service and the, the bucket was coming by, and the Lord said, "Why don't you give twenty bucks?" And I'm like, "Lord, twenty bucks? I, you know, I, I won't have any money." And He's like, "No, you should give twenty dollars." And I'm like, "No, I, I just don't think, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that." Yeah. Because that's just then I have twenty dollars for the last rest of the week or whatever. Right. And the Lord said, "So the Lord was really cute." He said, "Well, give, well, will you give what's ever in your wallet?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, you know." And and uh, and the total was exactly what he was telling me. It was twenty bucks, and I had no idea. And yeah. I'm, I mean, so it was like, and I just, I remember holding that money like, a, like in my fist. And it was, I was at my steely fist and the offering bucket came by and I just threw the $20 in and it was so freeing for me because I was really bound, you know, by money at that time. And Steve's been always been a little more generous. But as we went through life and I've understood this, um, we both feel like we're not as tied to money as we once were. Now yeah. it's always a struggle, you know. Steve, sometimes he'll just put money in his pocket, or sometimes you'll take it out even because you're afraid someone's going to ask you. Yeah. You know, we struggle with that. It's like because we really believe yeah. give to any man who asks. Yeah. And a lot of Christians will say, well, they're just going to, you know, they're just going to get a bottle of alcohol. Right. Well, I'm, you know, that's not really on me. Um, I, I'm if someone walks up to me and asks me for money, I give them money. Mm. If someone has a, a sign on the side of the road, I just don't do that because they're not really asking me. But yeah. if someone comes up, anybody comes up and asks, or even if I somebody's saying they need money and you just hear it, you know your you know your spirits just kind of touch sometimes. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit's saying you you know you could probably do that for them. Mm -hmm. So I want to live a life of generosity. I want to give it all away. I want to give my life away, my time, and my money. But you know, money seems like it's almost at the top sometimes. Yeah. It's, well, you know, it's got so many other things tied correct. to it that it's a it's like it's a good place to start you tackle money and you start feeling like okay well then i mean it's so tangible that then time and energy become a little bit easier when Correct. you learn and that's why that's why in my mind i thought okay money's a really good way to learn how to build our faith mm -hmm. because you didn't start off with um okay well god i have fifteen thousand dollars i need tomorrow so god's gonna figure that wow, out that'd be too you much. didn't start there mm -hmm. you started with one dollar more than than you were comfortable giving, and then it was two dollars, ten dollars, twenty dollars, right? Um, I remember our sweet our sweet associate pastor, Jordan and Stephanie Mumby, um, when they first came, and we make we 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 want our leaders to give tithe. Mm -hmm. Start the very minimal Old Testament Old Testament principle is tithing ten percent. We just say that's a great baseline to start, but you need to get, that's the Old Testament. You need to kind of keep going. Mm -hmm. But I remember when they first came to the Father's house, they were really struggling with, with giving, tithing. And uh, Steve had a conversation with them. And then they became like the most generous people. Oh, yeah. And our um, Stephanie Mumby one day, had, her Jordy had gotten cancer, uh, rectal cancer, and he's 42 years old. And she got up for the offering and said, I don't think I would be able to be standing through this cancer um, journey, had I not began began the faith of giving a dollar more than mm -hmm. I than is required, and obviously we know that you know Jordy's with Jesus and he passed away and Stephanie is still standing and her kids are standing because yeah. the money it grew into faith because you yeah. see the Lord providing everything for you when you, you when you truly begin to trust Him with your money. It really is right. Yep. You know, when you're talking about the Old Testament and and the Proverbs about, well, let's save Proverbs. money, right? Yeah. I always hear this voice in my head, you know, when I'm when I'm like, oh, I'd like to be generous, or I'm, I'm 
not completely convinced that yeah. it's that I'm supposed to be. <laughs> it almost feels like the right thing to do, the responsible thing to do is is to say, well, I'm gonna, I'm going to not be that fool, right? Well, if I if I give this money to to, to you, then then Vicky's gonna have to take care of me, and yeah. I don't have to do that to her. And we get this like this this confusion Mm -hmm. and uh and i I don't know like i i know a lot of people that struggle with that like generous or practical where's that balance at see i think for me the holy spirit if i could teach anybody anything it would be if you think that you should give ten dollars to someone well that's the holy spirit because Mm. we're not just wired that way. Yeah. If a thought comes across your windshield that oh, I should really, I should really call and, and uh, donate some money or do something, do it, because that's how you start hearing the Holy Spirit, and that's how you start actually getting traction on mm. faith and money. Because you see, when you start doing what you did, just said, you know, you start rationalizing. Yeah. You're done. You know, you're gonna you're gonna talk yourself out of it. And I, I don't want to say yeah. that I'm that I'm 100 percent with this either. But I have seen so many times where I've heard heard that, and knowing that kind of my thoughts are kind of evil. You know. Yeah. And I don't want to give my money away. I don't want to be generous. So now I've kind of trained myself because if I didn't do it, and I hear then in hindsight I heard. Well, so and so did it for mm-hmm. them, or something happened, and you you were like, well, that was supposed to be me. Yeah, I was robbed of a blessing. So I would just encourage everyone listening: if you think you should be generous to someone, just go ahead out out be on that generous. plank and just do it. Yeah, and and don't second guess it because your thoughts are usually not in generosity and and giving away your money. So that probably. I'm going to venture a guess is going to be the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Real, ter- real practical, tangible way of just kind of starting out on this journey. That's helpful. I know that happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, our My friend Johnny, he was in on the podcast a long time ago, back in our old format. And he had a birthday, and him and I ride mountain bikes all the time. And uh, he he wanted this this thing for his mountain bike, this automatic seat post that I've got on mine. And and he just uh, he just didn't want to get it for himself because it was a little bit of an expensive part. And I, I felt the Lord say, well, why don't you, like, <laughs> how hard would it be to just coordinate some of his friends and you guys could go on, in on it together? But it was pretty close to the day that we needed to go to his birthday party. Right. I wanted to give him something there. And so I started rationalizing it away, you know, like, well... I'm going to have to order it right now. And there's no guarantee that everybody gonna, else wants to go in on this with I might me. have to pay for the whole thing. You know, I might, this might be a $200 yeah. bike part, yeah. $200 birthday present for a friend. <laughs> and I really only want to pay right? 20 <laughs> Exactly. And I started thinking that way. And I had to, I asked my wife, like, what, what should I do? And she's like, you, that, like, that wasn't you just thinking of it. That's just right. do it. Just do it. And what's the worst case scenario? By your friend, like your friend that you go mountain biking with, he's gonna want to go mountain biking with you more if he has this this uh, thing on his bike. And uh, it was kind of funny because he we gave him the picture because it didn't come in yeah. the mail on time, and all these other people that had pitched in on it, Aww. they don't mountain bike. They're like. Yay, we're so excited. You're going to have to explain to us what this thing does, what we right? Spend 20 it's bucks an adjustable on. seat post that goes up and down automatically. So That's awesome. I think people think that you just give on Sunday morning and you give the your prescribed amount and that's the end, but I really believe that it's a you walk through life every day being yeah. generous. You're generous 
with your compliments. You're generous with your forgiveness. You're generous with your judgments mm -hmm. and your, and your, and your just general lifestyle, your time, your energy and your money. What are you laughing about? So <laughs> I think that you're not being very generous right now. I think that's what's really clear is the abundance of the Lord. But one of the things, one of the ideas that people tend to adopt and make it hard for them to give is that they believe that their the time is their time. That's the right. energy is their energy. The life is their life, you know. And the money that's in their pocket is their money. I have. It's mine. I earned. You know, I deserve. And the truth is that <laughs> you guys... <laughs> I don't Keep even going. know what we're laughing we're, about. We're kind of giggling. <laughs> I, think because, I think because you said generous. <laughs> I thought he was going to introduce. I, thought no, he was, I didn't know who was going to oh, talk Sorry, about. we're laughing. Sometimes we cut up here. Go ahead, honey. It was really this good. Is, uh, this is the uncommon truth. We're all, we're all sorts of uncut here today. I was following what you were yeah, saying. Yeah, me too. It was really good. I yeah. just... Uh, <clears throat> Vicky started laughing, then I started laughing. I think well, we're exhausted. We're not being so, very generous to you. In lifestyle, I think generosity is in so many different ways. You know, right. I think that you know, loving to give, uh, loving to cook for people, loving to make people comfortable, loving to make make things for people. Like I love to create a place for people who claim that no one's ever been fair to them. I love to mm -hmm. create a place that where they can find fairness in life, where they can find a chance. So many, a hundred people will come to you and say, nobody ever gave them a chance. You give yeah. those hundred people a chance. I'm telling you, 40 of them take it and 60 <laughs> of them don't. Yeah. And it feels like you've just been robbed. That's I mean, right. like you feel so disappointed, like you did something wrong. And the truth is though, you gave 40 people the ability to choose right. And you gave a mm hundred -hmm. people the chance they said they've never had. That's yeah. right. And sometimes out of those hundred, a few come back for a second chance and then they'll come back for a third chance. But each time some make it and you, you just continue to give not for the fruit of saying, look how many I've helped. Yeah. But like, I mean, I, when I, in my growing up as a Christian, I've heard all these missionary stories and it's funny about the islands in the Pacific. How many missionaries ended up going to these islands in the Pacific and these tropical places that even far away, way even further away, Indonesia and stuff. And they, Tahiti. and they spent, the story is they spent their whole life in Indonesia or they spent their whole life in, in you know, uh, Fiji or something. And they never saw a convert. Yeah. And then on their death, as they were dying, their death, the one guy that stayed with them and worked with them, he was so touched and moved by their death and so overwhelmed by the Spirit that he led the whole nation to the Lord. Wow. And, I, you know, your first thought is he never got to see his fruit. He never got to see the, the outcome of his life. Hmm. Well, of course he did. It's eternal. We're, we're, we are eternal beings. So and so if it's one day or it's when he, or when he was with the president with the Lord, he got to see it mm -hmm. and he got to know one way, either in the future or now he got to know that his life saved this whole Island or, or allowed this whole Island to come to the Lord. And we are so into instant gratification that we will only give if we can see an immediate return. Yeah. 
Sometimes the generosity to a drunk on the corner who ends up using it for wrong purposes, he gets up and testifies, and you hear to it all the time, how many people were generous to him. And that generosity had an effect on his life. Uh, and sometimes we're so into the outcome of our literal outcome of our immediate giving of our time. Really he good. wasted my time. Hey, don't, don't come here and waste my time. You know, who are you to say it's wasted? You know, mm. it's an investment. Wow. And a lot of investments take a while to return. They really do. Yeah. It takes a while. You be patient with investments and usually you, you have, a, have a return, right? So an investment in kindness, an investment in giving, an investment in money, an investment in time, it's all the same thing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come back to you. After many days, it will return to you. The Bible promises that you cast your bread on the water. After many days, it will return. It's, it's about mm -hmm. investment. And it's not, I don't live by that. I'm not, I'm not giving for the return. I'm giving for their return, the return to be them. Yeah. For their testimony that their life is the best it's ever been because my life was given for them. And I think that's what Jesus wants of all of us. I don't even think it's an option for Christians. I think it's just a missing teaching in the Christian Agreed. church mm. that you must be giving. You must be Because giving. freely it has been given to you, freely give, is the instructions of the Lord. That's what he's telling his followers. This has been given to you freely. I'm providing for you. Now you go provide for others so that they might find my provision for them as well. Hmm. And uh, I think that's really a missing component in the lifestyle of generosity. What do I have to give today is a totally and entirely wrong, wrong question. question. What do I get to give today? That is the true Christian outlook on everything hmm. in, 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 in season and out of season. Whether I have money or don't have money, whether I have a lot to share or not, whether I got to take my last piece of bread and tear it down the middle and give half away, I'm still expected to live this generosity, knowing that the Lord gave me this piece of bread. Can't he give me another piece of bread if I share this one? Yeah. Anyway, I hope that you know it's 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 the, the life. I think it's the lifestyle is a gateway to everything. The lifestyle of generosity of of giving your money away. It's not your money. That's the truth. It's not your money. The ten percent is not God's, and the ninety percent is yours. No, it's all His money. And I think oftentimes the ownership that we take is just wrong. You know, I yeah. know that when if I have a lot of money in my account and I watch Steve spending it, or I, me spending, or dwindling, something happens to me. I mean, it's like, it's like I feel more secure because there's the X amount of, you know, thou, you know zeros on the, bottom, on the uh, bottom line. But the truth is, it does, I think it does damage mm -hmm. because I feel like I'm more stable. But the truth is, I love living on faith. We've lived on faith for a long time now, since the crash. And to be able to know that your Father in Heaven is going to prepare uh, is amazing, you know, where your money is, that's where your heart is, you know. Um, I think that really going before the Lord and saying, Lord, do I think that this is my money? You know, and, and I struggle with that all the time. I mean, it's not like I'm, I don't think Steve and I would say, wow, we've arrived, because we haven't. Every time there's a, every time there's a little road, um, road bump, we have to do it, go through it again a bit, you know, and, and do the right thing, make a choice. Mm -hmm. And um, generosity and money is a lifestyle that we need to live, and it causes all these things to be added to you. Mm -hmm. Generosity, kindness, goodness, hospitality. Um, but I, I, think, I think really the bottom line is, is your money. Yeah. 
for us Americans especially, it's money, it's control. You know, um, I think we've, I'm just going to say it, I think there's been a destroying of our children because we as parents think that they need to go to university where they're indoctrinated with anti-Christ um, Teaching. teachings because we're worried about them, you hear Making them. money, yeah. Making money and prepare, and um, what's it called? P providing for themselves. Yeah. It's like, well, that's the wrong question. That's the wrong statement purpose you provide you're worried that they're need to provide for themselves well no honestly jesus needs to provide for them mm -hmm. and teaching them a lifestyle of giving their life away and giving their money away i think is a million percent better than send them to some university who in this country now you could see the the perverseness of what's gone on for four generations yeah. and the brainwashing of our children and the brainwashing of anti-christ theology and so i think way better would be Jesus provides for you. Let's yeah. see what he's going to do. Let's not just believe because little Johnny's two years old. Sorry, I'm picking on Johnny today. Um, little Johnny's two years old. We need to save for his education. Yeah. Well, that you're just you're just becoming the Lord of that situation. Yeah, I think I I think I've said this before. There's a family of of young adults that worked every summer at camp, and they were like the three most uh, talented and dedicated like you don't often get the most talented and most dedicated family. in the same people mm -hmm. right and they're all from the same family and by the third summer they came back to summer camp for the whole summer all three of them and i just asked like why do you guys do this like you don't really get paid anything you have to work way longer hours and you probably could get a lot more recognition somewhere else than working in the middle of nowhere at a summer camp and they're like yeah well this is where the Lord told us to be. And so he hasn't told us to go anywhere else so yet. Cool. And so I had to ask their parents, like, how did you raise these kids? <laughs> because they're my, my three most important leaders. They and I, I, and usually I have to retrain each one of these. Yeah, and for the past three years, it. they've been coming back and they, they said, you know what? We just lived it out in front of them. Right. Every, you know, sometimes we'd go someplace and we'd have to, they'd all have to share a bedroom mm -hmm. because the Lord called us to this place. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, they still had their old, their old uh, little Mazda car that was 20 years old, wow. and it was it was dad's, and then it was oldest son, and mm -hmm. middle son, and then yeah. youngest daughter. That's how you right? Do it. You just so live it. You, do it. you just you just and live that, it out. that was great because that was when I had my first child, and so we that played a big role actually in us coming here yep. uh, the Naylor family in Lillooet DC Naylor's. Canada yeah hope you're listening and um, and so that was a, a big thing guys. and what it taught me was actually money's not something that i have to i kind of have to hold on to myself or or it's not even something that i should feel bad about it kind of taught me that money and where we're at is actually a resource that i can actually use to build the kingdom, the kingdom. And I can actually strategically think about how can I be generous with money instead mm -hmm. of like, oh, we'll wait for it to come and then we'll see what happens. That's or... right. Steve has a story about, and I, and I think we're, we're getting up to the clock, but there's a young man who, who was, had an invention, right? And he wanted to, and you asked him, why do you want to, go ahead. Yeah, he, had, he wanted to um, patent something. And I said, well, you know, I have questioned him, and he wants to make millions and millions and millions, and mm -hmm. this thing's just guaranteed to make millions. And he shared it with me. Um, I, I told him he can't share it with me. I said, non-disclosure agreement. And I said, I have friends that do patents, make patents. So I called a friend. So you willing to sit with this guy? And so he came over and signed a non-disclosure non and, mm -hmm. and, you know, protected against telling him the secret. 
Well, it literally was a secret that already was out. So <laughs> it was, it was yeah, it really didn't have any value. <laughs> and um, uh, it was a good, it was a good thought. Is, yeah. He'd never heard of it, so it was mm -hmm. unique to him. Yeah. So he, he just was shocked to see someone else already had it out there on the market. But um, when asking him, why do you want to make millions? Is that going to be good for you? He said, because uh, I want to do, I want to do really good things in the kingdom. I want to build the kingdom with it. I said, so you want to give, like, you want to make millions to give millions away? He goes, yeah, absolutely. I said, so right now you don't make millions. You make $10. I mean, so are you right now meeting the $10 need that you encounter, you know, to help people do their ministry? There's a lot of $10 needs out there so in, in people trying to do the ministry. There's a lot of $100 needs. Are mm -hmm. you meeting those right now at personal sacrifice to you? He said, no, not really. Kind of, things are kind of tight. And I told him, you know, if you're not meeting the $10 need when you have $10, when you're broke and you have small numbers and you don't meet the needs around you of those small numbers, you're never going to meet the needs of millions when you mm -hmm. have millions. So good. Because so millions is the most intoxicating thing that you've ever known. It is more intoxicating and controlling of your brain than than any other subject on earth. Nothing controls your mind like big numbers of money in your possession. You're never going to be able to give it away because you wouldn't give when you had little. Mm -hmm. You're never going to give when you have lots. And um, I'm not sure you should be praying for this lots. And then the guy came over and showed us that it was already done. We looked it up on the internet and found, found it in several places. And so I turned to him and said, you know, you think of this as a bummer, like this huge defeat, but I think it's God is saving you because mm -hmm. money is going to destroy You're you not ready. more than any other subject on earth. And um, that's just, you know, I think that's what the point Vicky's making is you, nobody's going to give unless they start practicing with the small amounts and grow. Yeah. You grow to the bigger, bigger challenges, you know, mm -hmm. and so. That's good. I just, it just, it really is, you know, Jesus says it's, it's easier for a, a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to get to heaven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's there for a reason. And it, having lots of money is very intoxicating. And if you're not, if you don't start at the $10, it's really difficult to get start to go, to get to the million dollar giveaway yeah, yeah. and yeah. uh and you guys are folks that have had ten dollars <laughs> yeah right you've you've had those we've had both we've had uh, both of those times yeah, right where um where you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to do some of the things you do now give what you correct yeah. in, in, unless you had done it before right correct we, so. we've, we pretty much have walked through some some of the you know some exercises in faith and money um and hopefully you know we'll continue to grow in our faith and get generosity mm -hmm. and that if there's a need and that it's brought to us that we can help provide yeah. for it right well i appreciate that guys that's really helpful like i said we like to talk about things that are uncommon um, right. that you don't really hear anywhere else that's what we want to be about that's right and even though the the topic of money is something that is all over the place yeah your approach to it and dealing with it is really uncommon, not just in the world, but I think it is in Christianity too. And it is, it's helped me live a little bit more free, a little bit closer to Jesus because I don't have this weight of, well, what am I going to do? Worrying about your future. You know, right. I've, mm -hmm. I've had the experience of having a car provided for me on, mm -hmm. on a weekend, on a Sunday afternoon. 
Um, Pretty cool. And the, like the week before my daughter was born and I literally couldn't fit kid all the children <laughs> that right. I have now into my old car. And Amazing. then I got a new one. And, That's right. And, I can, and what did we say when that eventual thing was coming up? It was... Uh, what advice did I give you? I think you said, why don't we just trust see Jesus. what Jesus does? Why don't we just trust Jesus for now? Right? <laughs> yeah. And? And now we've got the van. Yep. It's called Elliot. It's uh. called Elliot the, the girl. It's a girl, Elliot, because my daughter said one day, my oldest, when we were driving, I think her name is Elliot. And we look at her <laughs> in the rearview mirror. Why is it Elliot? And why is she Elliot? And she just sort of, Shrugged. as a three-year-old at the time, she goes, that's what Jesus said. Oh, that's I was like, awesome. Oh, okay. And so now it's Elliot. Oh, yeah, of course. Right? Elliot, the girl How minivan. How cool is that? So, yeah, and it's an great Elliot. because uh, I never get to drive it anymore. <laughs> but all the uh, all the people that hang out with the kids in the neighborhood, like she, all the other. They drive it. It's used for the, the ministry. They're going to the pumpkin patch. Yeah. They're yeah. going, you know. Generosity. And, and it's pretty cool. And, and at the beginning, I was like, I don't want my nice new van to be used by. Right. Oh, wait. It's not oh, my yeah, nice wait, van. This is Elliot, the girl minivan. We trusted Jesus, and, uh, and she belongs to the I'm Lord. I'm struggling with that That's right it. now because I just got a new car, and I'm like, uh, I got my son and his two daughters and, and wife coming uh, from Hawaii in a few yeah. weeks, and it's like, my brand new car. No, it's not mine. Precious. Right? <laughs> what? I would love them to drive it. What? We are looking so forward to that. Absolutely. We can't wait till they're in your I new know, car. I know. I just yeah. struggle of new cars, right? Yeah. We just you don't want wait. anybody to use your new car. You are wanted I'm so and excited. welcome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't wait. Good thing he doesn't listen all the way to the end. Uh, yeah. yeah, his wife does, though. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Jen does. Hi, Jen. Yeah, we're glad to have you guys out in Hawaii. And uh, that's really all across the world, all across the nation that we're reaching. So thank you guys so much for sticking with us. I hope you guys have a great week, and we will be with you next week here on The Uncommon Truth. Thanks for listening. Bye, you guys.